Thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. 
give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. These earth of wind shall not sow, he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones should grow in the womb, or her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, in the evening withhold not thy hand, for thou knowest not whether thou shalt prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Truly light is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many, all that cometh in vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. Let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou, for all these things God shall bring thee into judgment. Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. Verse 1 says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, and thou shalt find it after many days. I remember Brother Rolf years ago preaching a sermon. He said, Old chickens coming home to roost. And uh, that's what this is about. I want to give you three sobering thoughts from the Word of God. Number one, you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. You sometimes reap later than you sow. But the Bible makes it very plain that you do reap. Now, you can take this message in one or two ways. One, if you do wrong, you reap wrong or bad things. Number two, if you do right, you reap good things. I was sitting this morning thinking about uh, the situation across America today. And I was sitting there and I said, you know what? I got the answer to this thing. All you have to do is get you a job, go to work, find you a nice lady, get married, find you a nice man, get married, get you a home, pay your bills, go to work, come home, behave yourself, and stay where you ought to be. Don't be out at night roaming around and where you ought not to be, getting in trouble, and then nothing will to happen to you. You'll be fine. I'll guarantee you, I, I can prove this if you if you look at it, if those people that's getting shot would be home where they're supposed to be eating their supper and doing what they're supposed to do after work, they wouldn't get killed. It's just that simple. And I, I, laughed, I, I went to see a preacher friend of mine in, in Detroit. And uh, standing in his office room, in his office, on that big street, and this is a monstrous church he had. And we sitting there in his office and looking out down on the street, the main street in front of that church, was 11 bars. And he said, you know what's so sad? That people lay up in the alleys at daytime like a bunch of house cats and alley cats, and they sleep during the daytime, and they come out at night and cause problems. 
And I can guarantee you, if you'd stay home in bed where you ought to be, you wouldn't get killed. You wouldn't be in trouble all the time. Now, that's just something I had to say. It's been bothering But uh, uh, there's one thing that I know for absolute positive. We're all sowers and reapers, whether you like it or not. Now, in the verses we just read, Solomon said, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Or you could say, your boomerang will come back. There's an unbroken law or principle with God, and that is, people reap what they sow. Now, number one, there's three things I want you to get today. You reap what you sow. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 said, Be not deceived, God is not more. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall they also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. There are many kinds of laws in the world. Some you may break and get away with. Others you can break and you're not going to get away with. Now, if you, the speed limit is 45, let's say, and, and you're doing 65, you might get away with breaking that law. But if you get on a 10-story building and you jump off that 10-story building, the law of gravity says you're going to get killed. You're not going to get away with it. God's law cannot be broken without paying the price. If you sow to the flesh, you reap the results. For instance, you sow a bad thought, you reap a corrupted mind. If you tell a child you're mean all the time, they'll turn out mean. On the other hand, if you tell that child you're a good little boy and encourage him to be good, he'll be a good little boy. Now, some parents and young people alike today think that they can drink and take narcotics and live loose lives, and it's their own business. Uh, but it doesn't bother anyone but them. But yes, it does. Your children are watching you. The people around you are watching you. You're affecting somebody, and you're going to reap what you sow. Now, uh, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10 says, and Haman was hanged from the gallows he had made for Mordecai. Now Jacob deceived his daddy and took the birthright that belonged to his brother Esau. Now listen to this. He killed a kid goat, put the hairy skin on himself to trick his father into believing he was his hairy brother Esau and stole his birthright. Now the story doesn't end there though. Jacob became an old man. He had several sons, and his favorite son was Joseph. One day, Joseph's brothers took him and cast him into a hole, then later sold him into slavery. But the other brothers took a kid and killed it and put the blood of people's coat uh, on uh, of colors and deceived Jacob into believing his favorite son had been killed by an animal. You reap what you sow. It falls on through. You can take it all the way through the Bible. Remember, the mills of God grind slowly, but the grind exceedingly small. How soft and slow the great will go when they scarcely move at all. But they move. Now listen, you reap more than you sow. Hosea 8 verse 7 says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. Now another law of sowing is, you sow one grain of corn, you reap a whole stalk of corn. You sow one peanut, you reap a whole bushel of a bush of peanuts. 
Hosea said, He that soweth to the wind shall reap the whirlwind. You always reap more than you sow. That's the prophet in farming. Now, King David committed two of the worst sins a man can commit. One, he took another man's wife. Then he took the man's life. David paid for his sins. First, David's young son died. After the great sorrow, David got up and started home with his life. David said, well, it must be over. Not yet. Listen, David thought, surely it's over. But David's other son, Ammon, took his own sister, David's daughter, and shamed her, Tamar. David thought, surely it's over now. No. Absalom uh, slays Ammon for what he did to his sister, Tamar. And David said, well, it's over now. Not yet, David. Absalom, David's beloved son, overthrows David's throne and runs King David out of his own country. Yet David loved Absalom so much. Is it over yet, David? No. Absalom is hung by his own hair and dies. David begins to weep. And he says, Absalom, oh, Absalom, my son Absalom, I would to God that I had died for thee. So it stands true today. He that soweth to the wind shall reap the whirlwind. You reap what you sow, and sometimes you reap more than you sow. Then thirdly, sometimes you reap later than you sow. Ecclesiastes 8, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 11 said, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. You know what's wrong with most people today? They do something bad, and God doesn't... Uh, you know, slap them down or, or they don't have a car wreck or, or something bad doesn't happen to them. They say, well, God's not going to do anything. Now, it's all right. I got away with it. No, you haven't. Now, listen. Have you ever thought you have sinned and gotten away with it? Think about this for just a minute. The mills of God grind slowly, but they grind exceedingly small. How soft and slow the great wheels go. They scarcely move at all. Sometimes, mothers and daddies dress their little girls and their little boys. I've seen them do this over the years, and it just breaks my heart. You don't take a little girl and dress her where she shows everything when she's a little girl, and you don't take a boy and dress him in girls' clothes either, because sooner or later that'll come home to you. They'll turn out what they're not supposed to be. I believe with all my soul that homosexuals and these kind of people is not born in them. They choose to be that way because somebody messed up their mind when they were smaller and it caused them to be that. You reap later than you sow. Sometimes parents tell a little boy, uh, let their hair grow long like a little girl, thinking, oh, how cute it is. But they grow up and they don't want to cut their hair because sentence against an evil work is not expedient done. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Sometimes you reap later than you sow. No one has ever sinned successfully. Now, here's what I'm saying today. It's not be sure your neighbor will find you out. It's not be sure your wife will find you out. It's not be sure your preacher will find you out. I laugh at people. I'm, I'm a preacher and they... they uh, I go visit people, and, and I never will forget one lady I visited one time used to come to this church, and, and everybody knew she, she smoked, 
And everybody knew she had emphysema. And everybody knew that she was dying from the emphysema. But me and my wife would go visit her, and the walls of her house was dark with a cigarette and a nicotine. The couch you'd sit on was just nicotine everywhere. And she, I said, uh, how you doing? Oh, I got a, I got a cold. I, I got a touch of flu. No, you don't. You have emphysema. You're dying from emphysema. She wouldn't admit that for nothing in the world. And she said, I, I said, I talked to her about smoking and please try to quit. Well, I don't smoke, but those two fingers right there as brown as they could be. And what I'm trying to say, she's trying to prove to the preacher, I don't smoke. You don't have to prove it to me. Hey, listen, I ain't nothing but a man. Amen? My neighbor, oh, my neighbor down to my house down there, he was 90-something years old. And he'd come outside because his wife wouldn't let him smoke in the house. He'd come outside and sit on a, a block out there and, and smoke all the time. And, and if I was to go over to see him, he'd hide that cigarette behind his back. He didn't want to see me me to see him smoking for nothing in the world. Now listen to me. You can hide it from me, but you can't hide it from God. Right. And it's just that simple. And the Bible says it's not be sure your preacher or your wife or your husband or somebody else. Moses said, be sure your sin will find you out. One other thing, and I want to give it to you now, Acts chapter 17. Turn over there with me just a second. In Acts chapter 17. I'm going to read in verse 30 in verse 31. And at times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in the which he would judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men, and that he has raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them, albeit certain men clave unto him and believed, among the which was these other men and women. So now I want, to watch it. I want you to watch it. Do you think God will wink at your condition in sin one day at the judgment seat of God? Now I, I got news for you. God will not wink at your sin if you know what you're doing. The sin of ignorance is one thing. But, brother, if you deliberately sin against God, the Bible says you will pay the price for it. Now, get this. Just because God hasn't broken your leg or even killed you does not mean you'll go to heaven one day. Uh, it means that you, uh, God is slow to anger. I'm so glad we got a merciful God. Amen. And I mean, he is full of mercy. I was reading uh, just last night in the Bible. I was just reading from my own pleasure, sitting there reading a little bit. And it says, God is never pleased with the death of the wicked. Think about that. God is not having fun killing the wicked. And a lot of people think that God goes around just killing the wicked for the, his pleasure. But God said he doesn't have pleasure, have pleasure in the death of the wicked. But, brother, they're going to die. Now, listen. There is a time, I know not when, 
a place I know not where, which marks the destiny of men to heaven or despair. There is a line by us not seen, which crosses every path the hidden boundary between God's patience and his wrath. As I said in the beginning, you can take this lesson in two ways. Do right, you do you reap good things. Do wrong, you reap bad things. But you do sow and you do reap. Now, you can sow good, you can reap good. David and Jonathan is a perfect picture of that. When David killed Goliath, Jonathan loved David and watched out for David. But the story doesn't end there. Years later, King Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. David is king now. And David remembered Jonathan's love for him, and he calls his counselors and asked, is there anyone left of Jonathan's family? And when some, somebody said, yes, there is. A little crippled man named Mephibosheth. He is the son of Jonathan. That story is told in 2 Samuel 9, verses 1 through 13. Now, here it is then. You reap what you sow. Sometimes you reap more than you sow. Other times you reap later than you sow. Good or bad. King David went and got that little boy, Mephibosheth, crippled boy, and brought him and set him at his table with all the king's men. Why? Not because of him, because of Jonathan. And Jonathan loved David. And because of his love to David and David's love for him, he reaped, Mephibosheth reaped what he sowed because of it. And I believe this was all my soul. Uh, we have children and we have family around us, and I want them to reap of something that I have done Amen. good. Amen. Amen. I, I want to give you just a little story for just a second. I'll show you how it works. When I was about 12 years old, my daddy was making blocks for Paul Schwartz, concrete block company. And I'd go down there after school, and I'd help daddy make these blocks to go in the balances of the ships and uh, put bolts and nuts and everything in and make them weigh more. And I'd help him make those things. And I'd unload the boxcars with a shovel with sand. They didn't have all the things they got today. But I worked around down there with my daddy at that block plant. And then later on, my daddy became a mason. Well, I followed in my footsteps, and my, I became a block mason. And I began to lay blocks. I'd go, one day I went start to build my house and I started to build another church I was at and this church my home where I'm at home at my lake so on I went to Paul and I said uh, the owner of Concrete Products coming in I said Mr. Schwartz uh, I wonder would you help me in the price of the blocks because I want to build my home and build a church and I've got to build two churches and three homes and the blocks didn't cost me one thing he gave us all the cement for this church, all the blocks, all the steel, and all the precast for this building right here. He gave it to us. You know why? Because I worked for him way back there, and I knew him back there. And, and I want to show you something. He didn't ever help my brother. He didn't ever help my daddy. My daddy went to him one day and said, Paul, can you help me, you, you know, in, 
uh, give me a better price on the blocks. He said, I charge 16 cents a block, and if you don't want them, somebody else will. And he was just that kind. Of, he was a Jewish man. He's an Orthodox Jew, and that's just the way he was. Now, how come he liked me? I'll never know, except I got to be friends with him. And I, I just, uh, me and him would talk even when I was 12 years old. And I didn't badmouth him and hard time him. Me and him had some good times when we just when I was just a little kid. Well, you reap what you sow. And I'm, I, I feel so sorry for people that end up in their in life and nobody cares for them. I got two or three people right now that's in the end of their life and they have nobody looking after them. That's pitiful. Because you reap what you sow. If you're hard on people, you can forget about help down the end of life. They're not going to be around you. But you know what? All you got to do is be kind. And that kindness will come back to you. You be good to somebody, that goodness will come back to you. You say, preacher, I've been good to people and they never helped me. No, they might not, but somebody else will. You see, God knows how to do it. You can be good and somebody can be hateful and mean to you and you still be good to them. That's okay. You reap what you sow. God will touch another heart to bless you. And I've, I've experienced that down through the years and I know what I'm talking about. And the problem with the world today is people don't understand this problem with God, this, this, this principle with God. You reap what you sow. You go out and be kind to people. You be good to people. It'll return to you. God will be good to you. Amen? And that's how you got to live. And I, I believe it with all my soul. Thank you for being here today. Father, we ask you to bless the reading and studying of thy word today. Bless each one that's come in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.